Welcome to this podcast of sermons at CUNY United Methodist Church. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, I tell you not to worry about your life. Don't worry about having something to eat or wear. Life is more than food or clothing. Look at the crows. They don't plant or harvest, and they don't have storehouses or barns, but God takes care of them. You are much more important than any birds. Can worry make you live longer? If you don't have power over small things, why worry about everything else? Look at how the wild flowers grow. They don't work hard to make their clothes. But I tell you, Solomon, with all his wealth, wasn't as well clothed as one of these flowers. God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields, even though it is here today and thrown into a fire tomorrow. Won't God do even more for you? You have such little faith. Don't keep worrying about having something to eat or drink. Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your Father knows what you need. Put God's work first, and then these things will be yours as well. My little group of disciples, don't be afraid. Your Father wants to give you the kingdom. Sell what you have and give the money to the poor. Make yourselves money bags that never wear out. Make sure your treasure is safe in heaven where thieves cannot steal it and moths cannot destroy it. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. The Gospel of the Lord. So during Jesus' earthly ministry, he called people to follow. And a lot of people did. And then he taught them about discipleship. He made disciples. And then after the resurrection, he told those disciples, go out and make disciples. So it starts with believing in Jesus, believing that God is real, believing that Jesus is God. And many people are believers. In fact, that's actually, you know, not a big step. Um, In Scripture, we hear even Satan, we can call a believer. Satan believed. In fact, the demons were the ones who were sure Jesus was God. So believing is a first step, but discipleship is where we're called to. Discipleship is different. It begins with following, and then it leads to transformation of life. So today, in our 12th chapter of Luke, we are hearing about Jesus teaching these followers, making them disciples. And today he talks about money and worry. Money and worry are actually such big issues. Jesus teaches about this over and over and over. Because at his heart, money is really about worry. Will Worrying that we have enough. Enough food, enough clothing, enough shelter, enough for today, enough for tomorrow. And when you read the scriptures, Jesus actually puts money as the opposite of God. Not Satan, not evil. He says, he says, you need to choose between God. You cannot follow both God and wealth. And today we hear your heart will always be where your treasure is. So money's a, an issue. Money's a spiritual issue. And faith 
is about where is our trust? Do we trust God or do we trust our wealth? Well, as we're talking about worry, I will tell you that I can, I can worry at Olympic levels. <laughs> so when I hear Jesus say, don't worry, I'm like, let's look at this story, Jesus. You're talking about, look at the crows. They don't plant or harvest. They don't have storehouses or barns. Right, they die of famine. They die in the winter. He says, look at the flowers. God gives such beauty to everything, and then a good hard frost comes by, and they're all gone. So I'm thinking, how is this? How is, Jesus, this is not good marketing. <laughs> this does not stand up under scrutiny if you want me to not worry. And the truth is, Jesus is not marketing. Marketing is about convincing us to choose one thing over another. Jesus is naming reality. He's not trying to convince us. He says, you know what? Wealth won't protect you. Won't protect you from the important things. Only God can do that. Wealth actually isn't any more secure than barns that can burn down or flowers that can get hit by frost. God is the only thing that outlasts all of that. And then Jesus says, don't worry. And then he takes it a step further. He says, sell what you have and give the money to, your, to the poor. Make your treasure, make sure your treasure is safe in heaven. Put your attention on God. Put the kingdom of God first. Because that's the only thing that is actually secure. And then, just so that we're clear, Jesus tells us God wants to give you the kingdom. And so our relationship with money, our attachment to money, it affects our faith and it affects our discipleship. Jesus said, sell what you have and give the money to the poor. So here we hear about that in Luke chapter 12. Jesus is teaching the disciples. We're going to hear that again in Acts of the Apostles, which is actually part two of the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel writer wrote the Gospel that we call the Gospel of Luke and then continued the book that we call Acts of the Apostles. And at the beginning of that, chapter two, Acts chapter two, we hear about that great coming of the Spirit at Pentecost with flames on the head of the apostles and people hearing in their own language. And then Peter, we are told, raised his voice and preached to them. Preached to them about Jesus, about the crucified one, the one who now sits at the right hand of God, Jesus, who is now the resurrected one, who is Lord and Messiah. And then we are told 3,000 were baptized. And the very next verse says, they, the 3,000 and the apostles, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. It was the birth of the church. That verse, Acts 2.42, that's right here on my arm, that I um, was part of my ordination tattoo. The church was born. Scripture fellowship, 
communion, and prayer. That's what we do on Sunday. We come together. We hear scripture. We spend time with other disciples. We celebrate the Lord's Supper and we pray together. And then the very next thing in Acts of the Apostles is about money and worry. It says all the Lord's followers often met together and they shared everything they had. They would sell their property and their possessions and give the money to whoever was in need. Jesus taught about it in the gospel and then we hear about the early church doing it. Transformation. So after worship, the very first lifestyle transformation had to do with wealth. And this is not new. Remember when God delivered the, the Hebrews out from slavery, you know, crossed the Red Sea, took them through the wilderness, took them into Canaan and gave them the land. And the very first thing after worship was about wealth. God said, when the land yields its harvest, 10% is to be tithed back to God. It's a reminder that at every harvest, the land is God's, the harvest is God's, and it is stewarded by people. Now, I don't know about you, I th but I think, I mean, I see in myself, and I think this is a pretty common human thing, we move to ownership pretty quick. It's my land. The deed on our property has my name, not God's, Brian's name, not God's. It's my land, my wealth, and I give my money to God or my wealth to God. And actually, we hear over and over, nopers, <laughs> that abundance is God's, the earth is God's, we are stewards. So tithing was a reminder that the wealth was always God's to begin with, and God gives us 90%. And so what does tithing and stewardship look like today? Now I want to tell you, I have sat through a lot of stewardship sermons, and mostly they made me mad. And I remember people would stand up and they would say, you know, we started tithing and my life is so wonderful. And I remember looking at them thinking, your kids are grown. You told me last week about your last cruise. I'm sitting here in a pew with three, four, five children, praying the car doesn't break down because we cannot afford to fix it. There was once a pastor I had twice a year would talk about giving to God giving to God. What he meant was giving to the church, which is not the same. So I'm hoping not to make you mad, and I'm going to share my story with you. So I grew up not going to church. So that means there was no offering in my life. I didn't see it much. I went to church with my grandparents. My grandpa would always give us a nickel to put in the plate. And nickel wasn't a lot back then, but it was a long time ago, so it's more than it is now. And they had the offering plates on the sticks. Have you ever seen those? You know, they pass them down the pew. I got to drop a nickel in. And then I started going to church as an adult, and I would put, you know, a little cash in now and then, occasionally. And then I was baptized at 27, and at baptism, I thought, okay, I want, I want, I want to reflect this commitment 
to discipleship and to church in my giving. And we had very little money. Our budget was very tight. But I added a line item, you know, giving to the church. And I put a dollar amount in there. I think it was $20. It was the most I had ever given to charity. And the truth is, I felt really good about it. It's the most I'd ever given. It was this regular giving practice. It became part of my commitment to the church, part of my commitment to discipleship. And that placing money in the offering was really important to me. It was, it was part of my connection to God and connection to the church. Well, over the years, I heard, you know, about God's abundance about tithing as a portion of God's harvest, and about tithing as income rather than expense. And the truth is it resonated with me. I could see how it's God's abundance that gives us what we need. And so after several years, we made the shift from giving a dollar amount as an expense to giving a percentage of income. I think it was 1% that we went to. And my plan was we'll start at 1% and we'll increase a percent every year, which, of course, did not work out. Um, I think the next year we did increase, like we went to 1.1% or something. Because I found in my life, perhaps you've found, our lifestyle tends to expand into our income. (laughs) And habits are hard to change. Well, our habits changed. We had like a big shift in our life when Brian's mom um, got pancreatic cancer and we nursed her for the last months of her life. It was physically and emotionally exhausting. And at the same time, I was really struggling in ministry. I was really burned out. And after she passed away, Um, we inherited enough money that I could quit working for a while if we were very frugal. So that's what I did. It was was this big kind of break in the everyday habits of what we were doing. It was a time where I deeply reevaluated everything. Work, ministry, money. And it was during that time that I decided that I'm either in this discipleship thing with both feet or I am done. Like God is either worth my whole life or God is not big enough for me. So God must have had some thoughts on the matter too because I did, I was called back into ministry. And when I went back into ministry, we set up a new budget and we set up new habits And it started with 10% of income going to tithing to the church. For me, it took that break in life, that reevaluation, that every habit changed um, and was reevaluated for me to make that shift. And the truth is, it has changed the way that I view money and I view God's abundance. So I am not saying my pathway is the right way, but it is a pathway. It was my journey. Then perhaps you find yourself on a similar journey. 
And I just want to name out loud, as I'm talking to you about tithing and giving to the church, that over half of this church budget funds your pastor. So I just want to name that and own it, instead of pretending that that's not there. Jesus said money was a spiritual issue, more than a financial issue, and that Tithing has changed my spirituality. Over the years, I have also discovered that tithing is really not connected to income level like I thought it was. I know people on the low end of the income bracket tithing 10%. And I know people with plenty of discretionary money not even coming close. So that tells me it is a spiritual issue. So this week, I'd like to ask you to spend some time in prayer, in discernment, remembering that your heart is always where your treasure is. Evaluate your own relationship with money and your own giving patterns. Perhaps you are tithing 10%. This week, take some time to reflect on how that affects your relationship with God. And have you also given up worry? Or does God have some more transformational work to do with you there? Perhaps you're, you are giving a percentage of your income and it's 5% or 3% or 1%. In prayer, think about where you are and where you feel God is calling you to move in your relationship with with your own income. Perhaps you're giving a dollar amount rather than a percentage of income. I strongly recommend, I really encourage you to shift from that idea of giving as an expense to moving it to income. So whether that's 1% or half a percent, that shift from giving as an expense to a giving as a percentage of income, it changes the way we think about money. Jesus named money as a spiritual issue. And so hear these words again. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. Put God's work first. Don't worry. Your Father wants to give you the kingdom. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is preached almost always by our pastor, Reverend Mia Crossway. CUNY United Methodist Church is a community on a mission to make disciples for the transformation of the world. To support this podcast and the missional priorities of this church, go to cunaumc.org and click on Give. Any amount helps. And if you're kind enough to share your contact information with us, we'll continually send you things.